Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Baseball season is in full swing, and you don't want to miss a thing. It's time for Around the Horn with Kevin Bohannon. Around the Horn is brought to you by Stanley Wood, Buick, Chevy, GMC, and Scott Wood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. And now, it's time for Around the Horn. Well, Kevin, it not only has started, but in some cases, conference play has already started. That almost sounds unreal. You'd think that might not be until the 1st of April, but no, sir. In some cases, conference play has already begun. Yeah, Randy, it was really funny when we recorded our podcast, uh, Kyle Sutherland and I for Scorebook Live, where you can find our Scorebook Live Super 7 uh, rankings that we're talking about. <laughs> we were talking about, yeah, some teams have played six games and they've all been conference games. Because the, when the AAA did the realignment, you've got nine teams in the 6A West now, and some teams have, some conferences have five teams. It's just how it is. There has to be a minimum of five. Uh, 1A has that. So uh, 1A hasn't played as many games. Some teams have, like Taylor, your Taylor Tigers, Randy. So uh, but we've had some really good performances. Uh, some pe- some players uh, have made their mark already this season. Cabot and Catholic went nine innings last night, and we had a sophomore hit the go-ahead run in the top of the ninth inning. So uh, a lot of good baseball out there, and we're really excited uh, to be covering it from Class A to Class 6 at Scorebook Live. Doesn't it seem like, Kevin, at this point that the – even at this point, that the pitching is still a little bit ahead of the hitting? That, yeah, and you say that, but and Elkins has thrown two no-hitters this year. Dizzy Dean threw one, then Jovan Bell threw one in the front end of their doubleheader against Flippin, and he didn't walk anybody. He was uh, an error away from a perfect game. And we've seen that in baseball and softball both. Ross Felder had a really good outing uh, for Springdale Harbor in week one, but Ty Anderson – from uh, Rogers, a shut Fayetteville down yesterday. They beat him, Rogers beat them six to nothing. And then McLean Moody, the Arkansas commit from Fort Smith Northside, they defeated Springdale Harbor yesterday three to nothing. Uh, so I'm there with you. Uh, Caleb Short from uh, Laroc Catholic had a seven inning game last night. He only gave up one run against Cabot. They win extra innings. Aiden Velasquez from Cabot was he was he matched Short pitch for pitch last night. He went six and two-thirds innings. You got. Uh, we also had Lance Davis from Jonesboro and Ridge Sutherland from Bryant. They were in a 4-0 game yesterday that Bryant won. Bryant's undefeated on the year. They're 7-0. But I got to agree with you, Randy, that the pitching has you know been ahead of the hitter so far. Which leads me to ask this question. Is the greater number of prospects, and I'm talking whether it be junior college, Division two, whatever it may be, is there more prospects at this point from a pitching perspective than from a hitting perspective? I think there is, and I, it goes back to the development that these that these young men are getting. And baseball has become a year-round sport just like every other sport has. So you get the specialization, but then you have some kids at these smaller schools that they don't specialize, like Carter Alexander at Bigelow. He plays three sports. But he still gets out there and he competes. And he's going to be a college baseball prospect. He's not going to play basketball at a collegiate level. He's just an athlete that gets out there and gets after it. But I, I do agree with you that 
you can find a way to get your school paid for if you know what you're doing out there on the mound. Uh, you don't have to throw hard. You don't. I mean, not everybody's going to be a Division One pitcher. We've seen that. Even Division One pitchers that sign with Division One schools sometimes aren't Division One pitchers, but they work hard. I mean, take Will McIntyre for an example. Will McIntyre, big physical right-hander, didn't really throw hard, but he knew how to pitch. And if you know how to pitch, there's a school out there for you. Talking about Bigelow in particular, Kevin, they are on an athletic roll. Uh, they didn't win the state in football, but they were one of the top teams in Class 2A. Then you combine that with their most recent success now in basketball, and it sounds like they are very good in baseball as well. Bigelow is on some kind of little athletic roll right now. That's right, and I, I talked to Coach Craig Newmeyer, who won the basketball title as their coach, and he it had been 18 years between championship game appearances in basketball for him, and I think they got beat by Buffalo Island Central by like 25 points the last time they were there. So it was it's really kind of, you know, get, get a little bit of good feeling, so to speak, when you can mm -hmm. actually finally get over the hump. You know, last year – uh, they ran up against Woodlawn in the state finals. Were they expected to get there? No. They were 15 and 6 or something like that. And But they had Hunter Alexander, Carter Alexander, Bo Billick, uh, Rhett Neumeyer, the coach's son. You guys just go out there and get after it and represent their community with pride. Uh, I talked to him the other day. I said, well, you finally get to get on the diamond after you know winning a state mm -hmm. title. So, yeah, he said, yes. Today, Monday was the first day that they were all together. Uh, they're one of the only two A teams, especially ranked in our Super 7, that had yet to play a game. Uh, but they're getting after this week as long as Mother Nature cooperates. All right, let's uh, talk about, Kev, who's hot and maybe, well, we don't want to go with who's not. Let's just say who's hot <laughs> starting with Class 6A. Yeah, uh, and talking about Bryant, they're probably the hottest team right now. They're 7-0. and Conway, another 6A Central team. Had a really good week last week. Of course, they started off in Texas in week one, played some really good teams down there like we talked about. Uh, but they had back-to-back no-hitters. Hugh Hill uh, threw a no-hitter, and then Preston Proc, uh, El Dorado and Batesville, back-to-back games, no-hitters for the Wampus Cats. So they're going to be tough this year. Bryant, of course, what we talked about. Catholic and Cabot, they were a matchup of top seven teams last night. As good as, what we, as good a game as we thought it would be. It went nine innings of Cabot uh, winning at Lamar Porter. Brighton Catholic do play tomorrow as well. And then you go down to Class 5A, Randy. Uh, Valley View come into the year. They were number one. Uh, lost a couple of games, but one was to Magnolia Heights out of Mississippi, a powerhouse tradition down there and then in the Magnolia State. And then they lost to Bryant 6-4 to in Week 1. But Little Rock Christian, they're 3-0. Marion 4-0 in the year. Coach Pete Prater's team, they just know how to win. And they're sitting – looking good at the top of the 5A East right now. Sheridan is the team that really has stood out to me, though, in Class 5A. They lost their first game to uh, Cabot by a run, and then they've won seven straight games. Uh, they're 4-0 in conference play. they got a big game with El Dorado today. Uh, they're playing doubleheaders down there. They're playing home-and-home -home series, I believe, in the 5A South now. So uh, Sheridan and then Arkansas High is another team with Razorback commit Ty Wade uh, to look out for in a 5A South. Uh, going down to Class 4A, uh, and uh, people may think I'm crazy for this, for calling out favorites like it is, but if you got a team that's really dominating 
teams from other cl higher classifications and they do it with class and style, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to notice them. So Lone Oak is that team this year, Andy, that think of Harding Academy last year when we said at the beginning of the year, if Harding Academy does not win a state title, I will be shocked. Uh -huh. I'm putting it on Lone Oak this year. If they do not win class 4A, something happened. And I know it's baseball, things happen, but Lone Oak has done a, I mean, when you got four Razorback commits and then you got other guys like Drake Acock who's hitting in your two hole, um, that's really good behind the plate. He's going to play college baseball. These young guys can get after it. Listen, Randy, Steel Eves and Jackson Engel, both the Razorback commits, they've thrown a combined 21 innings so far this year. They no hit North Little Rock uh, two weeks ago, struck out 17, walked only one. They followed that up with a shutout of North Little Rock last Friday in back-to-back -back weeks. They haven't allowed a run in 21 innings combined. So the Lone Oak Jackrabbits in Class 4A are the top team, and with some of those other teams moving out, like Valley View, uh, they're they're at the top right now. Robinson's had a really good start. They're five and one on the year. They sh they beat Plasky Academy in their doubleheader last week. So uh, look for the Senators uh, to make some noise in that 5-4A right behind Lone Oak. Uh, going to Class 3A, Randy uh, Harding Academy once again. They've got some guys back: Cade Smith, Levi Lang. On the mound, then Kyler Hoover, congratulations to Kyler. He committed to Harding University last week. He's one of those uh, slick, smooth infielders, really good athlete. He was their leading receiver on the football team that was class runner, uh, class 3A runner-up last year, or class 4A, excuse me. Uh, so Kyler Hoover's really good in the middle, and he's their number three on the mound. Elkins that we talked about, Dizzy Dean, Jevin Bell, uh, Zane Wright, uh, those guys, they get after it on the mound. They're five and zero, excuse me, six and zero in the year. Now they had their doubleheader this week. Uh, Rosebud's playing pretty good. And then Camden Harmony Grove is seven and three on the year as well. They're ranked number four and going to Class Two A. Shocker, Randy Tommy Richardson's boys, the Woodlawn Bears. They're eight and zero on the year right now. They've played teams from every classification. It doesn't matter. Uh, they beat a good Rosebud team this past Saturday, nine to six. Carlisle's played really well. Uh, the combination of uh, Zach Busick and Dalton Ward had 15 strikeouts in their win over McCrory yesterday. It was a 4-3 to three win over that conference rival. And then some other teams in class, uh, sorry, class 3A, got to go back to Bismarck, the Lions. They're 4-0 in the year. They beat uh, class 4A, number 3, Arkadelphia, 8-5 to five in the opening week. Uh, Bismarck's a part of that tough conference in the south of 7-3A with Genoa Central. Uh, Haskell Harmony Grove, Prescott, you got some really tough teams in that conference, and Bismarck thinks they can play with any of them right now. Uh, Rector, Cooper, Rabjohn got off the basketball court, got on the diamond, and he's got the Wildcats at 3-0 right now as well. And in Class 1A, we haven't really gotten a, a good read on everything yet. Taylor, of course, they're 4-3 and on the year. Westside Greer's Ferries, 3-0. The Party Crashers, Norfolk, set a score record with wins last season. They were 20-9. Uh, they have yet to play a game yet, so a uh, little bit to be worked out in Class 1A, but we've got some really good competition around the state. I did talk to Coach Bill Golden up at Wonderview the other day. They're having a Class 1A showdown March 30th through April the 2nd, so I'll get to go up there and catch some really good Class 1A baseball. All right, that's Kevin Bohannon as we go around the horn. Thanks to the Wood Family Dealerships. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, Drive Time Sports will continue.
Baseball season is in full swing, and you don't want to miss a thing. It's time for Around the Horn with Kevin Bohannon. Around the Horn is brought to you by Stanley Wood, Buick, Chevy, GMC, and Scott Wood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. And now, it's time for Around the Horn. Well, Kevin, I realize Arkansas is 13-2. However, as Marcus loves to say, conference play begins this weekend. (laughs) When I look at the numbers, this is as of yesterday. Arkansas tied with South Carolina for ninth in batting average. Hard to believe you're ninth when you're hitting 311. But then you look at Florida, and they're batting in Alabama. They're batting a mere 352 as a team. <laughs> then the ERA, Arkansas, 13th, 13 out of 14 with a 4.91 ERA. That pales in comparison to Tennessee at 2.17. LSU, not that far behind, at 2.42. In fact, uh, you got to go down to number four, Kentucky, to find the last who's under three at 2.85, the Kentucky Wildcats. Then you turn the page to Vanderbilt, at 3.32, then Arkansas is ninth, ninth in the conference in regards to fielding percentage. Yeah. So is it, the, is the, yeah. I mean, those numbers doesn't typically, when you start stacking them up, at this point, Arkansas is taking on, now I'm, I'm using Dave Van Horn's words now, a very right. good, UNLV team, and then this weekend Arkansas yeah. starts off with Auburn. Is there a, is there a reason for concern with those numbers? There is because they they tell a story, and I've said on this segment over the last couple of years that numbers always tell a story. Now, did they tell a complete story? No, because Auburn, for example. Their, their team ERA is 4.89. They're right ahead of the Razorbacks. They're uh-huh. fielding 981. So, you know, but their record is 12-3, and they lost a doubleheader to Southeast Louisiana the other day. So uh, that was two of their three losses. They lost to Indiana in the first uh, weekend of the year. They did end up taking the series from Indiana. But so Arkansas scored a lot of runs right now. So, Maybe you can give up a few more runs, you know, 15 to 6. You're down 3 nothing the other day. Next thing you know, Jared Wagner gets a curve, a hanging curveball right center field over the wall. And next thing you know, it's 14 to 3, and you get to throw some of the young guys. So, you know, it, they do tell a story, but they're, you got to tighten it up a little bit. Like uh, Jared Wagner said yesterday, uh, we're going to have the same approach. We're going to go out there. Yeah, there's a little bit more pressure, but good thing is they get to open it at home. Randy, last week, and LSU is the number one team in the country, no doubt. They're 15-1. and one. They did lose a game. But at, going into last weekend, they were hitting 340, and teams were only hitting 170 against them. Paul Skeens, the you know first-round draft pick that came over uh, that Arkansas was in on, he hasn't hit a whole lot this year, if he's hit any, but he's been one of the top arms in the nation. He was the uh, National Collegiate Baseball Riders Association Player of the Week in Week 1 because he's out there throwing one-hitters and Things like that with a sub one ERA. So 
it'll be fun. But, yeah, they do get to play Auburn. Uh, but first they have UNLV. Now, UNLV was picked number one in the Mountain West coming out uh, before the season. Things have not gone according to plan so far for the the hustling Rebs. That's I can't get used to that yet. I'm no. always used to the running Rebs of exactly. UNLV, the Tark the Shark, biting the towel, 1990s, right. and all that good stuff. But it's the it's the hustling Rebs. So the hustling Rebs are not an offensive powerhouse. They've only hit 11 home runs in 13 games. Nor do they field the ball really well, Randy. They're they're fielding at a 9.42 clip. So the, the teams that they played against are fielding at a 9.37 clip. So a five and eight record. Bodes well for the Razorbacks. Uh, a couple of names to keep an eye on. Jacob Sharp, he's hitting 419, three home runs. Uh, Paul Myro, the fourth, he's got three home runs, leads the team with 16 RBIs. He's hitting 250 on the year. So uh, pitching staff, they've got a couple of guys who are starting a senior tonight. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they, you know, Arkansas, they're, they're going to be playing a lot of guys, getting ready for the weekend. But I do expect Arkansas to take both games. Turn the page to Auburn. Now, this Auburn team is not the Auburn team that made the College World Series last year with Sonny DeShera hitting 525 home runs. But they're good. They got Ike Irish, Bryson Ware at the top of you know, top of the order. Uh, Ware, seven home runs, 20 RBIs. He's hitting 455. Ike Irish, just mentioned, he's hitting 477. He's lethal on the base as well. So, they're going to have to shut down a running game. Caden Green coming back this year. Cason Howell is a name that we've heard quite a bit. He does, he hasn't had the offensive start that he would like. So how are they going to do it? They're going to play good, hard baseball. Uh, they're going to – Tommy Vale's a name out of the bullpen. He's actually had two starts on the year. Will Cannon's been there for a little bit. So Parker Carlson, another bullpen arm. They've had, yeah, they've had nine different starters so far this year. Christian Herberholtz, uh, he started three games for them. Not very good. 9.26 ERA. Uh, he's given up 14 runs in about 11 innings, 21 hits. Uh, teams are you know, scoring pretty well on them at a pretty good clip, but they're only hitting 257. So if Arkansas takes advantage of what they've been given. Six walks a game. They've got 89 walks in 15 games. Expect that number to go up over the next couple of games. Arkansas has 32 home runs on the year. I think Florida's leading the nation with like 40, I think, right now. So, Arkansas is in that top 10 to top 15 national category in terms of home runs. And it's good to see them hitting over 300, though. I, that was one thing that last year, they weren't taking good at bats. They were striking out a lot. So we knew that this team was going to be different in their offensive approach. You got a different lineup. You got a true leadoff hitter there. Again, no offense to Caden Wallace. But having taken Justin Berger up there as a you know a table setter, then you got Peyton Stovall, who's been hot of lately. And then you get in the middle of that lineup, where all of those guys can be clicking at once. And when they do, Arkansas is going to be hard to beat. So wouldn't surprise me if you had a low-scoring game Friday, and then it just goes up from there. But if Will McIntyre comes out on fire, uh, Arkansas could take this series and possibly go for a sweep on Sunday. Did you hear what Will had to say about uh, Wagner the other day, Jared Wagner? <laughs> uh, they no, were interviewing – this was on uh, SEC+. Plus. Uh -huh. And uh, they had Will on. This was uh, Sunday. And uh, they were talking about the complete game and so forth and so on. Well, Jared hits one, as you mentioned, that hanging breaking ball out in right center field. And uh, Will turns cheerleader. And he's screaming <laughs> this, that, yeah. the other. 
and he's as he's coming around third base, I think they they must have said something to the effect of, well, you know, what do you think about him? Uh, talking about Jared Wagner. And he right. said, that man's, that, that man, he's a man. He said, I don't know how we got him on campus. He said, he is a man. And I thought that was really insightful on behalf of uh, Will McIntyre. All right, Kevin, we're out of time. And uh, we will talk with you on down the road. Thank you.